Welcome to the Aikido of London discussion series. Today's chat is with Gina and Miroslav uh, from Madrid in Spain. And they've come back again um, from season one, where we chatted about um, friendship, which was a, a wonderful uh, topic. And uh, today, um, Gina and Miroslav have decided uh, to opt for um, a, a very important subject. They, they're all important, but today's subject is children uh, and young and the older ones teenagers maybe even early even early 20s adults but very young still um and how um how you know that relationship between youth and aikido uh, the value that aikido may have to offer them and uh, a big subject as as always but first of all hello gina and hello uh, miroslav hi sensei happy to be back here in the talk. Yes, great to have you back. And um, how's things been uh, in the meanwhile? Um, so far, we cannot complain. Uh, in the middle of all the things that have happened, I don't know when was the last time that we speak. But um, yeah, we are fine. And uh, things are improving a little bit in Spain. So let's see what happens. Yeah, we're all in the same uh, same situation. And so... Yeah. Um, and doing our best. And these podcasts are great, uh, as we've already mentioned. We, at least we can cover subjects that hopefully when we do return, all of us return, that um, people start considering some of the, the content in the sense that now that we've been de- de- deprived of training um, on the mat, that that, the, that it's value, um, you know, all things, but we're concerned primarily about uh, training and uh, and that the value of it is appreciated more and maybe an opportunity to give it new life and and, and stuff like that but um but okay children um what about it <laughs> let me pass it to you first uh, miroslav gina what do you think um one of you if you can uh, take it up and uh, and get the ball rolling please well um i think I think uh, in terms of uh, my daughter Aurelia, when I think about how how my personal training of Aikido influenced my relationship to her and the way I I kind of am being a father, it's actually um, very much around the ukeme taking. So uh, when I when I see her, particularly when she was learning to walk and and to run, I think by by knowing, by experiencing falling myself, I think in that early days, I was much, much calmer seeing her to fall. And, um, and I think overall that, that um, impacted uh, the way I have approached uh, the freedom which she had, sort of giving her more freedom to fall, uh, just being aware that these falls are not too dangerous. And uh, and give her more independence. That's probably I I see in um, between parents and, and and other children. So I think that was quite a significant impact. Um, and it and it continues in many other activities. Not of course not just in falling, but generally in in the way um, I allow her to be independent. I, mean, I, I guess it's similar for Gina. What do you think? Yeah, I think Miros is calmer than myself, even if we have the same experience in Aikido. But uh, I think somehow um, kind of knowing myself, like the things that you go through when you train, um, and knowing that 
that uh, our bodies can be can learn from from falling, from trying, from taking always to a not to to the next level. Um, I know that she's going to be okay, and I let her as well to find herself in the movement. And uh, and I know that this is a process for every kid. Sometimes I see some parents kind of stopping that earlier or later, and um, and I think that that's uh, that sometimes it's more about the parents than the kid. How far can they go? Um, it's, um, it's it's interesting. It sounds to me. Um, that what you're saying is that what's happening to her as you've watched her over the last couple of years uh, growing up, that um, what most of us have all gone through, well, all of us have gone through, uh, um, that getting up and falling down is actually a completely, totally and utterly natural thing to do. And, it, uh, and it's the interference of, of concerned parents for natural reasons and completely legitimate reasons. But sometimes you wonder whether the parent is doing the child a favour or or not when it comes to uh, getting in the way and sometimes leaving space uh, and if you want to use martial art language um, I, um to to allow them give them the freedom within uh, certain parameters within certain reason for that to happen but that's how it comes across that's what you're saying and because you've got a you've got your own experience you also know how the body can handle itself. That is, that is actually physiologically designed to deal with that. It's not like something that's created uh, out of nowhere. Um, obviously, it's it's cultivated in training, but um, but naturally, um, our, our centers of gravity um, they sort of know what to do, and 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 they'll develop even more so when that's allowed to do. But maybe our societies. Uh, um, uh, can be very flexible, but they can be also very stiff. And uh, so if, if some people have got an idea of how behaviour should be conducted, maybe falling around is looked on, as upon as a, an undesirable thing. Um, I mean, um, what do you think? Am I, um, am I touching onto something there? I, I, I think definitely. I think uh, one thing that I observe, and uh, even in myself, even if I have been training for so long, is that the falling is is uh, is the main issue of struggle with the body? Um, of course, you know, kids are smaller; they are more flexible in some ways. Uh, they suffer the fall as like less than us, I guess. But I think as we grow up, we don't allow ourselves to keep some of this uh, free um, freedom of the body. Uh, we we become more stiff. We we grow some fears on what should be or not as well because it's painful and we take longer time to recover sometimes from certain trainings. Mm-hmm. But in general, I think is 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 that fear of what is going to happen with me, what's going to happen with the body that, for example, kids don't really have. Um, they 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 fall and they learn with experience that certain things are going to make them fall stronger or not. But in general, they are trying, they are experimenting. While we actually lost that kind of curiosity in the body, or most of us. Um, so you both you both you both picked a very specific area, haven't you? It's the falling uh, aspect of. Uh, 
Vaikiru ukemi, in other words, and uh, which which actually doesn't mean fully; it means receiving or, or approximate, approximately um, that. But um, but we'll get into that in a second. But to find a freedom in your body, uh, freedom in your spirit, in, in 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 how you carry your body, handle your body. You needn't do Aikido. You could do many other things that don't involve falling, don't involve the loss of balance in the same um, kind of way. Um, it, it could be, um, well, there's all sorts of sports and dance, but um, Aikido is very specific. I suppose gymnastics, uh, judo, uh, jiu-jitsu. I suppose if you go skiing, um, it's the reality is you're going to fall there it's going to be a very unpleasant fall uh, and, until you get used to it. But even then, it's a tough, a tough game. Um, but you, you, the very specific thing there. What about the flip side of it? Um, what about the the, the 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 aspect of it is um, the training itself, the the other side of Aikido, the the, the, the what we call the Nage side. Um. Well, um, I think I think in in case of children, probably the uke side is in a way in a way more more important uh, or more, more natural because because uh, the nage in terms of techniques um, they just want to play, so I think they are more ready to receive than than to give, and when they give, it's more more uh, kind of. Uh, how to say uh, more more towards a fighting or so. So I, I I'm not too sure actually. Uh, mm. I I think that the receiving helps them to better understand the giving. If if I use this terminology, um, I well they are they are at a very receptive time in their life, aren't they? They are yeah. they're open and and, and curious. Um, as you know, with all sorts of things, but um, it is a difficult one. I, I, I'm glad I threw it out. Uh, I mean, Gina, you pause, and it's completely understandable. It's not. It's uh, uh, you kind of really have to think about. Um, oh, that's right. There is another side. How does that come into it? But I think maybe uh, Miroslav, you're right that that uh, um, the the Ukemi side has a very uh, powerful. Um, uh, side to it uh, uh, at this time, which which forms the other part, uh, even if you're not aware of it, even if that's something that will come about later on in, as as we grow up, they become maybe more resilient, more solid. I think um, maybe. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I think that um, uh, by by receiving, they're actually very flexible. So then they they sort of receive and and reflect back. And that's effectively where the Tory sides I would I would see come. So not necessarily them to initiate, uh, but rather the them being receiving and quite naturally um, converting it back and effectively becoming Tory in this in this sense. I think that's that's what I would see there. But it feels that they are more absorbent, more sponge, which then you know return it back. Yeah, and Gina, what do you think uh, of Miroslav's um, input? I I think he's right. I'm I'm kind of thinking, well, of course, of my of my daughter, but I'm trying to remember, um, you know, my experience when I was teaching and uh, that particular uh, part, the nage. Um, 
And uh, one thing that I remember I noticed is that it changes with age. So um, I don't know how how are the classes now in in uh, in Aikido of London, but we have like two groups or sometimes even three, like very small kids, like between five and seven, then uh, another group seven to twelve, and then um, teenagers, and um, and each group will approach nage in a different way. Um, uh, in the in a way like the smaller were more like what Miroslav is saying, like there was sponge. It was more about like the falling and the activity and you know the entertainment. And uh, it will change a little bit when they were growing, like the the attention, the um, the detail of how to approach the other person, uh, the putting themselves there and giving back as they were receiving. That that will change depending on 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 the age, and um, and as well, you as a teacher will kind of like notice um, like what kid will be more into in in into like a longer attention and a longer detail or or not. So um, I don't. Know. Have you um, when you were teaching? Did you notice um, are there cultural differences as well? I mean, we're, 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 you were you were in London. I imagine uh, Madrid is also quite uh, cosmopolitan. But uh, um, but when you were teaching kids, you, you were in London, and uh, and probably every uh, culture, uh, creed, uh, ethnicity. Uh, and religion, uh, uh, the influence of all these differences will um, will be there. And did, did you notice any differences? That are, are there are do some some backgrounds seem more equipped um, with something like Aikido? Because as you said, it's, it's Aikido is quite complex in the sense that children's attention span for um, something that seems very uh, difficult to to grab at the best of times. Uh, is going to sort of make them drift. That's why games are introduced quite often uh, that, that I remember. But at the cultural side, do you think there are that there are distinctions that some are more equipped than others? Um, well, in my experience, uh, I'm not sure if this will be a generalization, but uh, I could notice some some um, tendencies. I will say. So, for example, in the group that I teach, I, I teach there for almost two years. We had um, uh, English, like British. Then we have Japanese, and uh, they were like mixed. So we had a, a girl that was very special, that was I think from Syria, and um, and others I, I I think I I don't remember, but I think I I noticed them because um, in the case, for example, of the Japanese, I think. Even if they were very small, they already had some training before. So they were uh, one of them was four, and the other one was six. And uh, um, they they were always very quiet. They will like follow etiquette, uh, I guess, because they already learned it from before. And uh, while the others were more challenging, like they they will they will struggle a little bit more on on the. Um, on the kneeling down, on the listening, or on uh, um, observing the the, the movements, they will be they will be always kind of saying, "Can you do this?" or "Look at what I'm doing, standing up." So I don't know if that will be necessarily a cultural 
different. But uh, but it was something that I noticed. So I had to work differently with each of the kids, and uh, I kind of learned to to know how to approach each of them. Um, and I the only thing I can remember remember is that the the one of the Japanese was four, so he was very very small. But he was so receptive that we could actually allow him into the class because he he was at the level with other kids. So I'm not sure if that answers your question. Um, I'm not sure if there's actually an answer. I think it's more more of um, sort of exploring and sharing these uh, these ideas and, and experiences because they're. I think you're right. You can't generalize, um, although we 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 often end up uh, doing that. I suppose it can't uh, be helped sometimes. But um, it's made me think about um, um, specific classes uh, when I was uh, in the U.S. in New Mexico, actually in uh, in Albuquerque and, and Santa Fe when I was teaching there and. Um, I remember certain certain situations, and it's interesting that Miroslav, you're you're falling apart, and I think it played a very big part in one particular kid. I remember he was he was he was he was, he was, he was not a natural. He was not a, um, a, a gifted like some of the other kids, and I don't mean like Aikido. I mean physically. It was obvious that physically he wasn't confident, and uh, and, and as a person, he he lacked that, and the, and and he would um, muck about. Uh, what we say in England, muck about, but what he what he would say, goofing, goof, goof around, which is a, a, an Americanism. But um, it's a long time ago. He's, he's, he's a uh, adult uh, today, no doubt. Um, and he he, he um, kept on falling um, in a silly kind of way, and it was quite clear that whenever an exercise or a skill a set was uh, presented to him, he would sabotage it. He would mess it up, and and, and it, it was like, I'm going to mess up, so I'm going to mess it up anyway because everyone's going to have a laugh at me. So I'll I'll do that ahead of the game because it, it's it's a sort of control uh, thing that uh, if I'm going to be a fool and I'm going to be uh, messing things up, then I'll make a fool of myself and I'll mess it up. Except I wouldn't have it, and <laughs> so when he would fall, I I, I was quite tough on him, uh, and not not harsh, not hard, but but certainly. Um, exact and and i said come on get up run around go back to the back to the queue and start again you're doing what everyone else is doing you're falling down you're getting up you're falling down you're getting up sounds like i you know this half the time uh, that we do Fall, falling down you get up and uh so he ran around and uh and then he messed around again and, uh, and try and um look silly and goof around uh um, as he put it, and, uh, and then I, I address it again. And after about three or four sessions uh, spread over, over over time, he changed. Suddenly, he was fitter. He was more familiar. He got on with it like everybody else and just picked up the pieces and, and didn't make a big deal of when, when he made a mess. Then one day, um, he was actually in Santa Fe. That, that class was held in uh, in Albuquerque, but the par- one of the parents, the dad, he worked in... Uh, uh, in Santa Fe, and he came by to uh, to pick him up, and um, and and the mother, the mother, the what was actually uh, I should put it the other way around, the mother uh, came by first, uh, uh, and, and to pick him up, and uh, and she was praising me. She says, "Look, I don't know what you're doing with my son, but I can't thank you enough. He's uh, he's more upright, he's more confident, he's got more friends. He looks people in the in the eye. He doesn't look down to the floor uh, anymore." And, uh, and and she said, he's really tough. He won't let me goof around. And and uh, and she was laughing and she was saying, thank you for not letting him uh, goof around for, but also, but not making him feel 
silly or stupid or inadequate by you know by adding um, um, pressure onto pressure that that is he's already uh, internally uh, creating and he's like nah he's like it's not a big deal the idea is not to make a big deal um, that comes later when you want people to be a little tougher on themselves so that they um, probably for 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 a certain people who approach it with a certain passion and desire to really progress in it and. Uh, and then you've got to be tougher. In, that, in other words, uh, you have to insist that people own own their training, uh, that, that they assume responsibility for it, and start seeking how to find um, the solution to what what is not good about it and, and what has, what can be improved. But when you're dealing with somebody of that age, and uh, you can't do that, so that was very interesting for for me because you, you don't always realise the impact you have on people that uh that maybe you're being quite solid in your in yourself and they can't they can only bounce off of you in a sense uh they can't get by you and, and many uh, there are others who try to which brings the cultural part uh, to it uh, if there was a distinction between westerners in as in american in those days and, and the japanese kids uh, whose parents had settled there when they erupt and they would arrive uh, to class um um, cheaper sensei, this is back in San Diego, he'd turn up and start teaching a class. Now, I can't imagine um, anything more terrifying than Chiba sensei teaching a bunch of kids. And some of them would start crying because just his presence, just his look, um, this, this intensity, and, and kids are sensitive, as we all know. And they, they got, you know, um, pardon my French, everybody, but they shit themselves. <laughs> they, they, and I don't mean like literally, but they, they, they were scared. And uh, and they'd start crying. They'd go up to the edge when the, when the, the, when the parents would come back. Oh, I don't want to go to class. Uh, they, they, they were scared. He, that guy scares me. And, and the general thing was the American parents tended to be, um, um, oh, never mind, dear. Is that, I, we won't come back. You know, it was that thing. They gave him an outlet or, uh, well, let's try it a little bit more and see how it goes. Well, you know, that's not going to work because uh, it just won't work. But the Japanese parents are... You've got to do this. This is uh, and and so they couldn't. What happened was they got trapped. And this is the question that uh, I'm leading to actually for for both of you. Uh, uh, and 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 the question in, uh, comes from this: they were trapped between him, the teacher, who's obviously got his own way of doing things, and the and the parents who are saying, "Nope, you've got to do this." So they can't. You can't not do it, and you can't get past him. So what are you going to do? And it's amazing what happened. This the center emotional uh, center uh, and correspondingly the physical center just settled and uh, it, it dropped because there's no way out so the only thing you could do was get on with what you're supposed to get on with and it worked whereas the other kids were given an, an avenue to get out of it so the question is this um that that's a long time ago society's changed it's not it's not a question of whether the japanese way is better or the american way is better or it's got nothing to do with that it's got to do with um, what works really, and and what is an acceptable um, uh, process? So, is trapping is trapping the kids in a certain kind of way um, acceptable, and uh, and is it necessary, and is it beneficial um, in the in, in the long term? And Gina, if you could go uh, first, please. Um, well, that's a big question, and mostly now that I am a parent as well. Um, I think one of the things that I always tend to do is. When, when I received the kids, it, it was to understand if the kid actually liked it, even if he struggled, or it was mostly like a parent decision that he will go there. 
and um and and you can see it you can see that you know like sometimes a kid would struggle and she wouldn't get it and the falling and sometimes like i don't want to do this but that they actually like to be there even if they struggle and you can see the kid that actually is there even just because of the parents wanted some some discipline to be told on him and uh, and uh, and she wouldn't enjoy it at all so i remember thinking like uh, i i i understand you know like that sometimes kids settle in the middle as you say like yeah i have to do this even if i struggle i will keep until the end um but i i always thought that there was no no necessity to to push um against the um, against the real will to do it because um i think a kid that doesn't enjoy this will enjoy something else much more and maybe it will stay there and now that i'm having a kid myself i i can see that like something that they really enjoy even if sometimes they tell you i don't want to do it and then they go and they really enjoy it makes them grow more than something that that they don't really enjoy but you have they have to do it because you push them or i don't know because there is the necessity of doing it but the- but, but but there's often um, uh, parents, for example, who get their kids to do dancing. They get their kids to play uh, piano or violin or guitar. They throw them into the gymnastics class. They may throw them into the karate or judo class. They expose them to a whole uh, a plethora of of uh, pardon me of uh, activities, um, which is sort of a, giving them a broader education outside of their academic um, schooling. But um, possibly um, to give him a rounded education, but also with the hope that possibly one of those things they they will not only um, stick with them, but they will have an aptitude yeah. towards. Uh, and so there's that side of it. But the flip side of it, I think you're hinting at it is I'm doing this because I have to do it. And I, 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 I've played piano for 10 years. This is when you're speaking to someone who's now your friend as an adult. Says, yeah, yeah, I spent 10 years learning the piano. And says, what did you think of it? I hated it. I was made to do it. <laughs> so you got that. But you know what? Some of them are very good. So, which is the other question about um, trapping, isn't it? That some of them are actually got an aptitude or, or maybe even quite natural at it, but then they don't like it. And then there's something else that they may not be anywhere near as good at, but they love it. And so that's the one that they want to evolve at. I don't know. Maybe I, you know, I'm, I'm not a parent. So I, I maybe I've taken a simplistic. <laughs> Um, outlook, but what do you think? Is uh, that there's there's a um, quite a sort of child psychology thing here going on, isn't there? For me, for me, um, uh, it's with 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 Aurelia. Is uh, we give her plenty of activities. Uh, pretty much every day, she's got something, and but she enjoys all of it. So that's that's why we we keep her uh, at doing it. And there are there are times um, when before the class, if it's not immediately after the school, then she's like, no, I don't really want to go. Um, and that's when I I take the approach of uh, trying to push her a little bit. Um, but the message is, look, you you've committed to this class um, this week. Uh, the right thing is to go. The teacher is expecting you, etc. If you don't want to go the following weeks, we can cancel and we can stop doing these classes. Uh, that's fine. But for the next one, the one which you have, 
this morning or this this evening you need to go and normally normally it works really well because then she goes she enjoys it and afterwards i asked her so do you want to continue next week and her answer i think pretty much every time is yeah i do i want to continue so from the point of view there is a i think need of and time for a push but actually being forcing forcing a kids to do something over extended period of time which uh, she she or he doesn't want to do i don't think it's the is the right thing um and even you, you know i think even if she does piano for example for two years or three years uh and it's investment in time investment in money uh and she stops after that well it's fine uh, i think it's probably for me it's more the learning the learning to learn the learning to be consistent than what she is actually learning and uh, to sort of connect it to your to your example about this boy what i remember when uh, gina was teaching the classes in london uh, and i and i asked this couple of times over 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 period of months and there was this boy i think uh, he had some sort of light form of autism and when he joined in he was actually one of the one of the oldest one of the group he was he was well, probably 9 years old and no, so he was 12 12 was big bigger years bigger than the rest and he was certainly physically much 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 less capable and uh, the social skills were also also limited and uh, during the class he would struggle of course because once they start doing a little bit more complicated technique he would struggle is it turn left or is it is it turn right but over the period of months the the change was was quite was quite amazing uh his movement coordination has improved significantly he he was the best one in terms of knowing the techniques we would say a name and he would actually know what it is and how it's supposed to be done he just would struggle to do it uh but but over months he would actually start doing the techniques as well and uh, the direction from the parents was similar to what you were saying they were they were quite amazed so and and he would get a moment of fury in the class but then he would come out and he would enjoy it so i think the parents had to encourage him a lot as well to come back um but i wouldn't think it would it would be forced and i personally wouldn't wouldn't believe in forcing i like just just to touch on on this kid because he was it was a very special experience for me um for two things first yes like to see him like he loved aikido like there was no way that he would leave the class because he loved it but he struggled a lot because his autism was uh, physical so he wouldn't understand movement by seeing he only would understand moving movement by by being explained by words so he knew all the techniques he knew all the words he was very much into japanese culture uh but he struggled a lot with his body and uh what he found amazing is that he 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 was very persistent so he kept going and he improved amazingly i remember when the parents like came to me to say thank you because they they could see a difference as you say in his attitude in school in the relationship with other kids but as well physically but the other thing that it was very beautiful for me to say is that uh, all the other kids they knew that that he was not as fast or as capable as them 
but they trained with him anyway, and they trained with him giving everything that they could. So he never had a, an easier experience, or he never had anyone like laughing at him. He was treated with the respect of every other kid in the class, and uh, and I think that plus the technique and everything and the movement kind of build something in him. Uh, and the, the parents. Human, human, human to human contact, yeah. isn't it? It's uh, the most, in a way, the most natural uh, of things uh, that that sometimes, because of the way someone has uh, has come out uh, with, with a condition, that they're quite often deprived or denied it. And uh, and, and you needn't be an autistic child; it could be it could be just socially. Uh, uh, um, the, the 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 background the upbringing and and then suddenly you 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 got to grab you got to touch somebody <laughs> suddenly uh, uh, so um, it's it's stimulating maybe once you can overcome the 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 hesitancy that that person opens up they they feel something that they uh, enjoy so my question now then is um, that's a particular case because of because of a condition but as a general thing. Um, it's a question that's been asked many times. Aikido as a, uh, in society, I mean, it's tiny, and let's not kid ourselves here, it's, it's a tiny, tiny thing, and, and at the moment it's zero, uh, and uh, bounce back, coming back, um, do, you, do you see a place for it? Um, I, I think I know the, your answer, that it's yes. But the question is why, and what what is it? Uh, and I don't mean the exception now, I don't mean that in this... How, uh, like the one I've mentioned, a very awkward person who's become a very, uh, uh, a much more confident person, and in this particular kid. Um, and before we get into that, I'll give you another example. It was back again, back in the US, in, uh, in this time in Santa Fe itself. There was this cute kid who was always the leader, and uh, in in the in the lesson, and uh, and he, he remembered everything, everything I ever showed. He learned it before everybody else, and he, he memorized it before everybody else, and he could replicate. It, uh, not only better than everybody else, but if you stuck him at the front while everybody else watched, and he's got his doting parents sitting at the side, oozing, uh, oozing, oh, isn't he wonderful? And he was cute, he was good looking, and so, uh, so the charisma that goes that, that goes with that quite often, and it was wonderful. Uh, you just saw it, you think, oh, this is the star, this is the this is the one that shines, and and maybe there's a little bit of envy, and, uh, and so so you got all this stuff turning around. Until one day, he got it wrong, and he got told off. Not badly, just, oi, you've got it wrong, and you've got to sort that out, And uh, because this is what it is. And he couldn't handle it. He suddenly, the one who never makes a mistake, finally made a mistake, because everybody makes mistakes, no matter who you are. Uh, and uh, and I, I think in a previous podcast, I was talking in a very similar situation. It was, uh, this is... Uh, uh, to do um, do with the air force, I think it was a reality show many years ago, um, and they're quite they were quite direct here uh, the, the shows back then. I don't want to get into it because I've already covered it, but it had to do with it with a very similar thing. Someone who is so used to being number one, they have the talent, they've got the aptitude, but maybe the biggest fear is is to make mistakes and do things wrong. And you could argue the falling is a mistake. It's not, of course, but. That psychologically, oh, you've fallen, you've got to get up, and you didn't do it right. Well, get up until you do do it right, and uh, and and so anyway, the kid never came back. Uh, he, he seemed like he was very fragile, uh, 
ultimately and uh, and couldn't handle the the criticism so the other kid that i mentioned earlier he was more resilient and he stood there as long as i was there he was around and uh, but um taking that on you know and i'm talking about not necessarily people with uh, uh, with any condition and i don't mean that disrespectfully i mean just as a completely general thing what place does it have and how can it help well i think um that aikido is harder than uh, m- most of other uh, martial arts um, i'm thinking uh, judo or karate uh, harder in terms of it's it's more complex uh, you have you have uh, in a way complex techniques you have to work with a partner and uh, it's not very obvious if you know you need to find the right balance not to use too much strong strength not to use uh not to use not enough um and the reaction of the partner is he being too cooperative or not enough cooperative and then you have the falling down where you have to accept it not it's just i think it's just much more complex and and because of that it can get more frustrating i think in judo it's it's a little bit simpler you you either getting on the floor or not in aikido it's it's probably a bit more psychology of the other person but also psychology very much of of yourself so i think uh, the role of the teacher is also very very crucial because of that and and probably much more difficult because it's it's, it's a martial art it's not um it's not a sport um but for people who are actually able to get get through uh the the training and they they stick around uh i i think it builds their resilience uh, uh a lot uh the, the opportunity to build it in this activity uh i mean likelihood is probably probably a uh, bigger than in many other activities i i i would think um i mean i i i heard people uh, some people are uh, going for courses some some karate people going for courses of aikido mixing it up and uh, they they find it m- much harder um uh, but i I train aikido i I did some uh, taekwondo a uh, little bit of judo uh and I thought that that aikido is is certainly harder from this point of view uh and very much psychologically um i i are you saying that through the physical process that psychologically um it makes them stronger or more flexible or or, or better or challenges them more than the other the other correct. activities correct Mm, that's interesting. Sorry Gina, you were about to say um, something. Yeah, I think I'm I'm going on the same line saying that uh Aikido has something that is very empowering and I guess is is because um according to what Mira is saying is it has to do with knowing yourself and always have to to train with someone else. So you're having the two things like there's someone else and yourself. And the working together is what makes things happen. Um, there are many martial arts where you're working alone and you follow patterns. So, you know, like, this is the form, this is the way you hit, this is the way you kick, and uh, and this is, if you want to, to go into the next level, you just need to, to learn the pattern of how to do this. In Aikido, it's a little bit different you you have to know yourself how how to move how to fall how to to approach different kind of people because it's not always the same one and uh, and it's my experience 
apart from these cases that we have just discussed, I have seen the same in, in other kids, like in, in kids that didn't have any particular challenging physically or, or psychologically. They, they, I, I could see how they, they were growing in it, how they were being empowered, how from being very challenging, they found a moment in which they, they would just go for the technique and train with the others and respect the, the, the other kids in the class. And uh, of course, they were being kids, and, and at some point, they will kind of like get tired and and wait for games and things. But in general, they they will always get into it, and they will enjoy it. And uh, and my experience with the parents is like talking to them after about feedback. They they were always very happy of what happened with the kids that uh, from the training like this being um, empowered, how they they learn to respect other kids, the difference, um, and how how they, they learn to, to listen because, you know, like you you show them the technique, then you correct them. Um, and at the beginning, if they struggle with it, after a period of time, they will actually get into it because they will understand that that, that was a big part of the learning. Um, so I, I think even, even if it's tiny, it's, it's a, it's a big tiny. It's like if, if a kid gets into it, he will gain a lot from it. Do you, do you think then, do you think it should be everywhere? Do you think it should be in, in schools? Like a, it's maybe it's a funny question, but, uh, um, a standard that, that, that of course it takes political will and, uh, um, and it's not going to happen. But do you think it should be uh, uh, in schools? Uh, uh, like, I mean, Japan, for example, um, going back to the days of Kano, from the founder of modern uh, of modern judo, he he, I think he lived in, in the United Kingdom for a couple of years back in uh, um, late Victorian uh, era, and he admired in a, in a public school system how sport. Had become a part of uh, of the upbringing of the, of young men, young children, uh, boys. Obviously, that was the, uh, the 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 times that they were that, that they were in, and he, he appreciated how um, cricket, rugby, football, uh, fencing, uh, athletics, uh, and more could all all be part of the physical education that uh, that you need. Uh, with the character building and the uh, and and yes, yeah, some would would excel and some it didn't matter. It was just part of uh, of, your, of your upbringing. Made it made you into a rounded leader, I guess, for the for the future. And he like he liked that. So when you returned to Japan, he 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 um, instigated a whole a whole uh, program. He was very influential. He he's the one who tried to get uh, the Olympics uh, back uh, before the Second World War. Obviously, cancelled because of the Second World War, but uh, um, he, he 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 was a big uh, factor in all of, all of that. And and the idea of judo and uh, and iaido and kendo, believe it or not, all of those they made their way into the educational system because one they preserved a very integral uh, part of Japanese uh, traditional society. So you gave it an avenue to to. Uh, keep those going alive because they're very good things but then you've uh, adjusted them to suit the um the modern or the modernizing era and it was a uh, good good for the for the children whether they carried on when they're adults it didn't really matter uh, it was just part of your upbringing 
Um, but to have something like that, I mean, what do you what do you think? Do you think it would be great, or do you think it'll be? Uh, um, I don't know. Maybe I'm answering my question that it'll be uh, too too much. Maybe that maybe uh, um, that's not its purpose. It's not, not certainly not in the United Kingdom or in Spain or or, or elsewhere. Uh, um, I I think regarding this is one thing that I can say. Like being a mother of a small kid, and she's of course she's going to grow. Uh, is that it's very very important to have the physical part in the education. You know, like these kids spend, I don't know how many hours per day, uh, learning, listening, sometimes sitting. In in most school, is just sitting, and um, and that physical part it takes some few hours during the week, and uh, and you can see how the body in in kids needs to release energy, to move, to to. To continue to explore themselves, so I I think that having this part, um, or okay, I'm going to correct. Not having this part is missing half of of the capacity that a kid could could develop. Um, and uh, I I know that it's a big thing now, like you know that there is no separation between like the intellectual and the physical activities, and schools are more and more into these. And I think still the activities are very limited to what we know, the football, um, I don't know, basketball, rugby, and martial arts are still kind of like in the back. But um, but I think that... And Aikido is at the bottom totally, of the martial because arts. It's, it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's not very well known, but um, I think, for example, I, I see more and more judo into, into programs, into school programs, and... Uh, and seen small kids, you know, like not because most of the activities sometimes you find from seven or eight, but now actually when when you go to younger, like since four, like programs like judo you, uh, are more is more available. Um, so it is a big deal for for Aikido to push it themselves, and I think it will it, they will manage because. Um, from from what I have seen, like the results, you, you can see the results, and I think parents are looking for that part of of the activity mixed with certain discipline and uh, like you know not not only the the running and the moving, but as well like the developing of of like that kind of um, holistic capacities. Um, so I maybe maybe the fact that it's not competitive. In, in in the traditional sense, is also actually a positive thing. It's not not. Um, the, I've always argued that part of its weakness is uh, that it doesn't have tournaments and competition. So how do you create um, attention? A, a, a I suppose a, a kind of demanding situation where um, there is something on the individual and children are no exception that brings out. Uh, the best, uh, the, the best part of them in, in that situation, and that's a much more difficult thing to do without a competition. There's, we all know that there's plenty of competition in class. You know, people push each other and uh, and challenge each other in other ways. But I don't mean it in that way. I mean it in terms of tournaments and trophies and uh, and uh, and contests. And uh, and so I I personally reckon that's an, uh, a bonus. In fact, um, in t- in today's uh, 
society how to do something that's that really does uh, ring the bell it, it really does touch on many areas and you need you needn't and, and be in the football team you needn't be in the in the in, in a competitive uh, athletic uh, situation where you're always comparing uh, in that kind of way but of course people are comparing it's like oh uh, Jean has learned her EQ uh, quicker than Miroslav or, or vice versa uh, that, that can't be helped is is i think the question is not to be attached too much with that and uh, and and that probably comes down to a good teaching uh, uh, good 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 coaching as well but um but my question is this obviously we're fans and obviously we're we're, we're coming from uh, um that that side of it and that's why we're we're talking and 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 why we know each other but if you can broaden it um do you think it has a place in the schooling system or of, of some kind uh, or do you think it just belongs um outside of that i'm not sure if i'm pushing this a little too much but let's give it a go anyway um gina please can you continue um i yes i'm a fan but uh, at the same time i have been i have been a teacher of it and uh and i am a mother so from like if i join all these points i i would say yes there is there is a space and and i think there is a need of it in uh, in the school system and in in the education of kids um i think it it gives an opportunity that sometimes other practices don't really give so that I think I think uh, yeah I mean generally martial arts I think are, are very uh, beneficial um, because you know I mean it's running is individual uh, football is team game uh, martial arts it's sort of sort of both or, or or none you you train it yourself but you train it with a partner and now you fight the partner but you also have to cooperate with the partner which is which is uh, i think quite often um what what is actually happening in relationships and this is just much more physical it's it's an environment where it can be physical so i think it it helps to express a little bit better and and learn to learn to deal with it as well so i think i think martial arts are beneficial from that point of view in terms of aikido mm-hmm. um uh, yeah of course i'm i'm fan as well um but what i what i kind of the impression which i have from other parents um uh, particularly around judo because because judo is what's what's uh, in school and they are like well does it work is is the kid going to be able to to defend uh, herself or himself so they are not so worried about about competition uh, and trophy they are more worried about well it's martial arts so is it going to be useful and uh, in terms of aikido maybe that's where the 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 marketing or the selling point weakness lie because then they come and they see uh Sankyo or Kotegashi they're like I mean this is not never never going to work. Um so so the selling point may be maybe more difficult. But um I think I think definitely Aikido has places in schools, but with the right teachers, with the teachers who can deliver it uh, to the to the you know in the, in the, the right way to the right group uh, to the right uh, age group of of kids. 
that's interesting what you just said there. I did, I did not realise actually that, that that some of the parents are uh, asking about the uh, the effectiveness and the, the, which, uh, in fact, when the, uh, the, the 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 children's class began in Archway, a, a doctor, a local doctor. Uh, brought her two children and their um, friends. They're, they're all teenagers. They're huge. They're they're, they're bigger than anyone there, uh, and they're only fifteen. Uh, well, they were fifteen, uh, sixteen years old. And um, in the midst of the class, well, well, first of all, the mother said, um, "You know, I, I like them to learn to uh, be able to sort of look after themselves." But so, can you please teach them? And don't, but don't be too tough. So she was a bit worried. Uh, I suppose I should take that as a compliment, and maybe my uh, I, I look like I, I, I'm okay. So uh, she, she didn't want me to be too hard on them. I wasn't going to any anyway. But uh, but then in the middle of the class, and the boy. Uh, um, turned around and he said, "But I don't want to hit anybody." And uh, so I had to explain to him that well, just don't think of it as as hitting. Just thinking, think of it as energy moving towards uh, the other person, and you're going to have to work out how to deal with that. So there's there's um you know uh, the, the, this whole uh, culture um, depending on your background, your upbringing, uh, I suppose class, uh, whatever that is. Uh, again, these days, a middle class, you've got to maybe um. Uh, um, a new agey, uh, the, the words that don't mean anything anymore. It's just that the influence of, uh, of, of well, we, we don't do that kind of stuff. I don't think like that. And it's fair enough. If the, so maybe it's not for, the, for that particular boy, but the mother that chose uh, that direction. But I never thought of it myself. That That's why um, the, the kids would turn up. Because one of the other kids, um, the parents liked the fact that he's got a lot of anxious energy, He's got a, a a sort of middling aggressive side, and I don't mean that as a negative. Uh, it's just this charged energy, and suddenly you can grab another person and you can put them into the ground, and they're not getting hurt, and the energy has been dissipated. The other person's learned how to absorb or dissipate it themselves. They both get up and they repeat, and they keep on going after 30, 40 minutes of doing that, more or less, one way or the other, that kid is delighted. It's like, uh, the, 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 and the parents have recognised that 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 uh, um, without going into a destructive uh, uh, direction, which is a diff different question altogether. Because now you're getting into the area of uh, not martial expression, which is really what I'm talking about, and that's a big that's a big one for me about uh, my personal thing. Because I, I get the feeling that um, because of political correctness, because of uh, the, the way the way society's evo evolved. And the way um, maybe Western culture, I don't know, human culture, I don't know, where the intellect and the physical, the spirit are, are, are separated and that there's no place for martial. It's regarded as a negative thing. Which what, and, and the way I see that is that that part of all of us, but young people now, because that's what we're talking about in this podcast, the younger, younger people have got, many of them, the human condition hasn't changed, so many of them, most of them, have got that um, turning around inside, uh, mentally and, and physically and, and, and spiritually. And so if there's no avenue for it to come out, and let, let that steam, let that pressure come off a bit in, in a way where they're not going to end up hurting anybody, uh, um, I think it's a pretty good thing to do. And when you deny that side of them because you think it's socially unacceptable or, or it's something that doesn't appeal to you, 
what what happens to it? What happens to it uh, as the sedentary life uh, uh, um, takes over more and more? And there's no avenue because not everyone's going to be an intellectual. Not everyone's going to be a purely academic. And as Gina, you correctly said, why does it have to be one or the other anyway? Uh, it, it doesn't. And, uh, and many, many fine, uh, accomplished academics uh, who who excel in their professions are are even well known. Some of them are outstanding uh, sportsmen or, or, or martial artists or, uh, or or others dancing, dancing, whatever else there is out there. I mean, we'll stick to Aikido for for now. Um, so I think that there's that side of it. You know where where you let it out. Uh, in some kind of way, and um, and I think it's overall uh, a good thing. I, I, I'll leave you with this. It was um, I can't remember how many years ago I had a meeting with a fellow from the Islington Council who worked for the sports uh, uh, inclusion uh, uh, sort of department, and he was a big fan of rugby, and that's what he played himself. And uh, and we were kind of uh, kindred spirits. We, we sat down, we're chatting away um, because he wanted to get a program going and he contacted me actually. And uh, so we got talking and uh, and I said, look, this is how I see it. And it's not so different from yourselves, very, very, very close. And he wanted to incorporate it into the schooling system, start with one school um, get it going. Not far from where the dojo is uh, today. Back in those days, I was still in Old Street, and uh, which was technically a... Uh, um, uh, Islington uh, still, and then we moved to Bloomsbury, which is uh, Camden, and now we're back in Islington in, uh, in in Archway. But um, he wanted to incorporate it and get and get it going because um, the remit was you got to get these kids moving. You know, whether they're seven years old, whether they're nineteen years old. In fact, the older ones are the more problematic ones. He said they're they to convince them to stay motivated. They're more distracted. Um, that you know that teenage stage of their lives, and he was so determined that, like in rugby, uh, when I explained uh, to him uh, that part of the nature of Aikido, he loved the idea that you get knocked down and you got to get. You know, sometimes it's rough and sometimes it's beautiful execution of technique, and you get up and you get on with it. And uh, so he wasn't concerned about whether it worked. You see, he 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 was to do the character building and get get fit, get healthy mentally, physically. And then the extension of that is in terms of being able to look after yourself, well, the general consensus was um, that only a few will be really, really effective at that. The argument is that most people are going to do Aikido. Actually, most people are going to do any martial art aren't necessarily capable of, uh, of, of being martial artists that they got martial uh, qualities, which you want to encourage. And that's the whole point of this. But only a few are going to become very uh, sort of combat ready, if you want to put it uh, that way. And and um, I remember hearing uh, an interview with uh, Christian Tissier, the, 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 the big uh, name in, in, in Europe. And uh, and he was he was saying that, that for many people, Aikido hasn't been defined. You know, what is it? Um, because it's, it's, it's quite an open system. So when you look at it, that openness reveals itself it is not um it's a dome it's a path uh, a way of doing something rather than a jitsu where it's a uh, technical combative thing so that that's part of what people have got to contend with but i'm talking at the deep end here you know we're talking about people who've thrown themselves in for many many years and yet go all the way back to the beginning you can't be helped that that's what you're beginning to do uh, uh, with it so the parents who want their kids to be, uh, you know, can they use this uh, in this way or that way? Yeah, maybe they're asking the wrong question, but they're asking a valid question at the same time. Wrong because 
maybe their you know their kid depending on who that parent is the, the, the kid maybe he's not cut out that way what you've got to do is build them a, a, a level of confidence and assurance that the likelihood of them getting into trouble is 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 less and less and less that they can handle um the psychology of, of that confident people tend not to get into trouble it's uh, uh in that respect and along the way they'll have a couple of skills that they if they do get into a pickle they can they can handle themselves that way rather than becoming a bruiser and, and because the same parents who are asking for effectiveness if you started to push their children in a really tough way so that they do become the fighters and they do become someone who can handle themselves uh the parents won't like it is my guess that that, that this, this is too much so they it's it's like expectation reality and uh and accepting the the nature of uh, of your children and the nature of the art you're doing I, i've just hit on a, a big subject there which we're not going to complete today um but but am i making sense here uh, or, or is it too abstract it's a question i often ask um but um it's it's I suppose what I'm saying is to get kids to do a couple of sessions a, a week and expect them to be handle themselves uh, in the way some of them, some parents would expect, is a big ask. It's I not think, realistic. I think uh, I, I, I think I perfectly understand what you're saying, Sensei, and 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 I agree with that. Um, but the 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 trouble uh, of uh, training a martial arts and and therefore wanted to see a result. I think it's it's it is there, and you probably don't hear it much as being the teacher because the parent is not going to come to you and say, "Well, does it actually work?" Uh, but you know, if you are even if you are a thirteen years old kid and you start doing you start doing karate in a few weeks, you can kick up to the face. You know, you're not going to kick anyone, but you can show off. Mm -hmm. Uh, you do you do judo for a few months and you can swipe uh, a friend to the ground, you know, re relatively easy, I think. Um, and and with Aikido, it's just much harder to show off. And you know, the value is not in a show off, but um, I think it still matters for the for the parents as well as for the kids up to certain point. And then you, they, you know, you even if you enjoy it so much. If you cannot show what you're doing, I think it introduces doubts in the mind of the of the kid as well as as, as uh, the parent. You know what is the validity? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've got my own validity. I think I've covered that in terms of the the, the, the progression, absolutely. psychological and, uh, and the physical. But how about this? That maybe um, a children's program, maybe like the early teens more than the uh, the younger ones, would have some karate influence and some uh, judo influence in it. So it's not judo per se, and it's not karate uh, uh, per se. It's um, you've taken elements of that, so you're you're giving them an aikido based uh, training, but then you're incorporating those other uh, elements in there purely with the view of getting some more immediately accessible uh, training. So psychologically, as as, as you put it, Miroslav, uh, um, they 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 get a bit of solid uh, uh, and confidence in that way and then gradually as time goes by um, that lessens and you push them more and more towards uh, the eye you know yeah. it means constructing yeah. Yeah, a program doesn't it and uh, do, do, do you think do you think that would be a good way because i suppose when we look at the history of aikido 
when you go back to the, those guys that no one messed around with, uh, my own teacher uh, uh, included, uh, they come from an era where most of the guys, if not all of them, when they joined Ureshima, they joined him because of his reputation. They joined him because of his uh, uh, achievement and his and his authority. Uh, but they themselves had enormous authority already. Uh, they, they all these guys could handle themselves, uh, or the majority of them. They are already very senior in 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 other kinds of training in uh, in judo, in karate, in kendo, in iaido, in uh, in jujitsu, and uh, and um, in other stuff that we don't know about. And so, and in, this is all during an era where. The mildest one of them would be a, a, a handful today. Let alone the the firebrand, the real, um, the real hard uh, and tough teachers. So, but societies change, and in Japan, let alone here. So, um, it, it sounds, you know, pe- people don't have the time to go and do five years of judo, five years of karate. Come then, you come to Aikido when you're when you're at, at ready for for that with that under your belt. So. It's, it's, it's we're also time limited aren't we um, and, and 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 children have got their parents have got ambitions for them to uh, to to get a good education to do to get a career going eventually when the time is is right so so we have got a task uh, if this is going to work to get something under the belt that hopefully will last uh, um, a lifetime with some of them and then for the majority they go off uh, having a, a very positive uh, influence, they've learned something, even if it was not quite what they thought when they uh, started. And, um, and 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 I think that sounds like um, uh, an idea that's taken a bit of time to formulate. Uh, uh, but um, maybe a program like that. Uh, what do you think? Is is a good, is a good future for maybe Ikea of London? Maybe Ikea of Madrid. I think, I think that uh, a course called called um, Aikido for self-defense is, is something what would probably uh, attract attention, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Gina doesn't agree. <laughs> we'll have to try that. To think yeah. Gina, you're quiet. Does that mean you disagree with Miroslav? You're not sure? Uh, one second, Sensei. Uh, sorry, a little bit, little bit uh, uh, situation with our daughter. Uh, Gina, Gina did not agree with what I was saying. She, she didn't like the idea of Aikido for the for, for self defense um, at all. So uh, hard to say. Um, she just popped out, but she, she'll be back only in a minute. Would she be no, back? She should, she should be back, but little accident with her earlier. I think I like to hear her point of view as a last as a last uh, thing. It's a difficult one because, look, you you, you were with me for a fair few years, and uh, and you know my direction in the sense that Aikido is where the energy, the commitment uh, belongs. We do Iaido, uh, which is complementary. It's it's a standalone training. Uh, and, but it's also a part of it. We do the weapons, which is is the same thing, uh, different but the same, the same but different. Um, the children is the, is the is the and the teenagers in particular is a fourth element, and and also uh, arguably the future. It's uh, the big argument is whenever a video is seen, whenever a photograph is seen, everyone's getting older. 
and everyone's wearing a hakamas. Where are the juniors? Uh, where are the? Where's the youth? Where's the passion that that's been fed in that way? That's one side of it. But another side is um, aikido. Is aikido posh? Is aikido um, elitist that it stands above? Um, merely, and I'm being sarcastic here, uh, karate or judo, that we are we are superior, because some people do have that attitude. I don't think that way myself. It's uh, I think of it for myself, because that's what I've chosen uh, to do. Um, but I, kn- I know people feel the same way about what they do, and, and, and many have evolved very, very, um, just as deeply, just as sophisticatedly in what they do uh, as, as, as though they would, would have done uh, Aikido. So it's, uh, so that's already a no-go uh, for me. It's, it's just that this is what we've chosen. And you've seen it. That, that's the, that, I'm not going to change that program. I will be sticking uh, to that. I know from experience that, um, uh, and uh, I think uh, we were chatting not that long ago where I mentioned that some of my guys uh, really enjoy it when I shift things to more of a jiu-jitsu combative uh, stroke practical uh, way of training. And, uh, and suddenly the energy changes and the, the immediate usefulness of it uh, comes about. And, uh, and I've, I've always had that there uh, a lot of people have always suspected it but it's not where i choose to go in that respect i'm, I'm very orthodox and very pure uh, and purist in uh, in aikido and and in a conversation with yai solomon in in, in the us uh, a fellow ichideshi uh, he said um he said yeah but to do aikido the way that we've learned and the way that we're trying to teach as you correctly said, uh, Miroslav, is much harder than learning that other stuff. So presumably, if you can learn the harder thing, the other stuff will come along uh, if you choose to do that. But generally what happens is the other stuff, uh, the, the, sorry, the, the orthodox stuff is, is become so rewarding and so challenging that you don't actually have the time and energy to uh, uh, to go and explore the other stuff unless you're full-time, unless you don't have a, a career. Uh, that is your career. And, and then uh, then you explore that in that way. Um, yeah. But uh, is Gina back? What do you think, Gina? Self-defense or um, keep it orthodox, quote-unquote, I... pure? I think that I will keep it orthodox. Um, I I think the one of one of the things that I value more most from from uh, Aikido is is actually that part, and um, and I think yes, of course, the self defense and uh, the being able to protect themselves and all the things that sometimes we ask from a martial art are are a good point for some people. But I think what what makes Aikido kind of more um, attractive to me is is that orthodox part. Is 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 that um, I don't know if to call it spiritual, but like uh, like um, the um, psychological. Yes, it's it's the psychological, but as well like um, it's it's a whole way of thinking is um it's it's something that that built has like very strong roots and then it builds on it so uh, you know yourself you learn to learn the other you 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 learn that there are there are other ways of thinking and that actually i think is is what is is more valuable to teach to a kid uh because if it's 
if it's a very strong root, mm -hmm. like wherever they go and whatever practice they will do if they at some point decided that Aikido is not anymore, uh, that base is going to be very strong and it's going to continue up anyway. So... I suppose I suppose what you're saying then is that the adherence or the, the proximity to Japanese culture is a little closer. Is that we're not Japanese, we're not going to become Japanese. It's not necessary, but a little bit of understanding uh, of where it came from and how it's evolved uh, and through the training um, that it broadens someone. That there's a cultural, I suppose, a cultural element to it, and not just the, this physical. Uh, um, system of training that, that that what's locked into the physical system as a that its method, if you want to call it that, is not um, you can't measure it with with the values that a lot of people uh, uh, always bring in. And um, I saw. Uh, um, I'll leave you with this because I think this leans towards Gina uh, more and less towards you, Miroslav. And it was Leon, um, one of my uh, uh, other students. Uh, now, Leon is a, an extremely successful uh, businessman in, in, in the uh, IT world, and, and, and he does um, work that can be uh, extremely um, challenging in terms of uh, the, the stress, the stress of, of the work and being in, in situations that uh, you don't always know the answer. And so you have to be open and relaxed and in the right position and state of mind to be able to deal with it. And uh, and he does. And he's, he's, he's handled himself very well over time. And, and I think it was Management Today, a, a very significant publication. He was asked to... Um, write something about um, uh, any leader that he has come across in other fields that have influenced him and uh, and uh, contributed towards his ability to uh, uh, become a leader himself. And he, he referred to me, which I'm, I'm very quite chuffed, uh, very, it's very decent of him uh, to do that. And, 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 and the way he referred to it is that, is, is that um, close to what you're talking about, uh, uh, Gina, that um, the, the orthodoxy, but also the the intensity with that orthodoxy and, and, and let's not beat around we're talking about adults now rather than uh, rather than children but uh, but but what he said was that an, an atmosphere where not only is it technically uh, demanding but there's a strong unknown component which is very difficult to pinpoint and that makes it very difficult for the mind to cope where where's the body going to where's the body going to go what's the body going to do when when you have a more um, not more, but more technical um, combat stroke, technique-based um, stuff. You, you you know where it's going to go. It's knowable, and therefore you can prepare for it to uh, uh, you know depending on your aptitude. Pardon me. And and so he's saying in in the article that 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 he sent to me. Uh, um, where what do you do when you're under stress? You don't know what's going to happen, and it's going to come with formidable force, and sometimes it feels dangerous. And that it's the danger part with the unknown part and, and to learn how to relax. And, and he used my words, uh, relax, which I, I obviously learned from my own uh, teacher. And, 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 and it's an oxymoron. It's like someone's coming at you and someone's going to um, do something that is very difficult for you to, uh, to come to grips with. And it's that challenge where you need to relax keep your composure and be able to handle yourself. And most people think of fighting when they do that. Well, that, that's one application to not, you know, you, know, you don't know what's going to go on in a, if you're outside. Um, 
and 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 that that's another way. How, how do you control? Do you do you go in? Do you run away? Do you uh, do you do something else? Do you make the peace with that person? Uh, what, what what tools are available to to you? What does spontaneously come out at that moment? And and all that. Yeah, not fighting now, but taking it to his profession. It's affected him uh, very powerfully. And the word combat, the word, you know, knocking someone's teeth out or or sweeping their legs and uh, telling them, don't you do that, don't you dare attack me again, or none of that has come into it. It's 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 a very it's very deep uh, and uh, very uh, and I think very beautiful actually. It sounds uh, sounds intense and it maybe discourages or maybe off putting for some people, but I, I saw it as a very positive uh, um, outcome of someone who's taking it very seriously and loves it. And, and that's and that's two really uh, great qualities to have a love for for the training and to accept that this, you're going to be challenged by it. And of course, what comes out of the middle of all that is the benefit of it. It just is, and 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 uh, that's a great example, I think. And uh, and I think he's he's talking about orthodoxy. He's not talking about um, um, uh, combat ready uh, stuff like that. He, I don't think he, per, on a personal level, he doesn't care about that. If I've if I've understood him correctly, and um, I suppose myself as the teacher. And, and I think this would be a good way to close this, is um, that I would be inclined towards um, uh, Gina in my own interpretation of it. But I think there is no harm where you have lessons where you throw in other stuff that's very um, useful, conditioning stuff and, uh, and more competitive stuff, practical stuff if you want, um, and, 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 and overlink it with Aikido. And, and there's plenty in, in Aikido that's useful uh, as well. And you start it off maybe like that, and um, or you measure it, you take a look at the kids, um, because I think Gina's right. If you advertise it as you would, um, Miroslav, then you're going to draw uh, the way you present it and describe it will bring that type of person to it. If you promote it and describe it in the, in, in the more orthodox side, you draw upon people who, who uh, seem to be drawn towards that. So the question is... Um, not so much who who you want is so much um who's who's who is it going to work for who's it going to um succeed in it and 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 grow in it and and uh, and in that respect you've got to have an open door policy you can't be too picky uh, um in, in in narrowing the criteria because it's not it's not fair it's 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 a judgmental thing then I think let people come in, let them find out, and then you um, experiment a little bit uh, for their own benefit, for the benefit of the school, for the art, and for the student as well, for the kids, and um, and that's quite a bit to uh, to work on, and um, and we will find out when we can eventually get back uh, into it. Last question: uh, Do you want Aurelia to train? Aurelia to train? Yeah. Well, have you tried anything yet? Have practice judo because that's what they offer at school and uh, at home sometimes we kind of play with her um, but I think for her it's a little bit um, uh, too much that is the two parents that are training Aikido and trying to teach her so maybe if there were more kids or maybe if it was not us it would be a little bit more easy for her to to learn it as a discipline but it's, she's very small still. She's five years old, so she still has time. Still a bit young, yeah. 
Yeah. She's she's fiery and she's curious. Uh, I get the feeling she'll have a lot of aptitude uh, for it, but only time will see, and uh, and that'll be the future. But um, thank you for joining me. I, I hope this has been uh, interesting. It has. It both has, of you. has been. Like a lot of things to think about. Three activities. <laughs> yeah, I think. And it's good to hear your point of view. Um, it's uh, everyone's got a slightly different slant, and some uh, quite a bit. And I think it's. Um, I, I don't dismiss any of it. I think it's worth exploring, and uh, and we shall see. Uh, I, I've got some ideas, and uh, I've got a couple of the teachers back here in London where we've got to get together and uh, and, and build the program again when when uh, things allow. And and as I've already mentioned, what we're hoping for is that there's been so much pressure from the lockdown keeping people down uh, not 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 in a nasty way uh, just because of the, of the danger of, of of the pandemic but once that pressure's released and things little by little uh, come back that there'll be a, a renewed uh, interest in uh, for young people uh, as well as the adults and uh, and uh, and, uh, and I hope that that happens and um Thank you very much for joining in. And uh, if there's anything you'd like to add, please go ahead. But um, otherwise, uh, wish you well. well thank and, you, uh, Sensei, for, for the talk. I think it was illuminating. And I hope that this coming back to the maths is not going to take too long for the young and for the old. And, and that actually there is like a mm. little bit of time for thinking. And so when you come, when we come back, all of us, it's going to be in another level, I guess. It sounds it sounds positive. Well, uh, that's a very enjoyable talk. Thank you very much. Um, hope we can do it again and uh, well, train in person. Yeah, that's 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 what it should all lead up to in the end. Yeah, but thank you and take care, both of you. Also Have a nice weekend in and uh, goodbye to Aurelia. I heard her. Yeah, uh, I hope so too. The, the, some, some once travel is allowed, we'll take it from there. But uh, I, I look bye forward bye. to it. Take care, guys. Bye bye. You have been listening to the Icon of London discussion series. 